Hey, this is Michaela Conley. Here on the State of Wellness podcast, I'll share new and exciting ideas from people doing really awesome things with an eye towards promoting health and happiness. And as always, an ever-present sense of humor, light heart, and genuine gratitude in pursuit of our collective state of wellness. If you'd like to learn more, please check out stateofwellness.org website, my website, michaelaconley.com, or follow me on Twitter or Instagram at michaelaconley. for being here. It's a pleasure. So, so glad you're here. Um, let's see, I had, I pulled up and of course now I closed it so I don't have it, but you're in, you're in uh, Delaware, right? Yeah. And you are in private practice. Is that your, your organization? Um, yeah, I'm chief medical officer at a primary care practice uh, and owner of a primary care practice in Wilmington, Delaware. Awesome. Yeah, and, and obviously very involved with uh, American College of Lifestyle Medicine. And if you could mute your mics um, just for, for now, we can, uh, we can talk to Dave soon, very soon. So I hope you brought a bunch of good questions. But anyway, you and I, oh, ACLM Provider Network, and you had talked about some of the things that you've been doing with... Uh, Okay, sorry, Lori, if you could keep an eye on that. Anyway, you and I have talked about, um, just because the topic keeps coming up, how the heck do you bill for, um, for uh, NBC, HWCs? And of course, that also, also in my world, as far as that goes, is also um, Lifestyle Coaches National Diabetes Prevention Program. So, you know, take it. <laughs> if you could just give a, a brief summary, I guess, of how you how your operation is set up, I think that would be a good starting point. If that's okay with you. Sure. I'm, uh, and uh, hi, everybody. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, so, I mean, we have a primary care internal medicine practice um, that's lifestyle based, and so we use lifestyle first as our interventions and we've always practiced kind of a high value care. So like half hour visits and um, um, sort of longer, more thorough problem lists kind of thing. And uh, one of the things that we've been doing a lot of is chronic care management, so CCM. Um, and, uh, and we found that that's really helped keep us afloat because when you're practicing high value care in a system that doesn't reward it, um, you're kind of struggling for cash. Um, so one thing is, is Medicare chronic care management, CCM does bring in some revenue. And it is one big way that uh, we actually employ a health and wellness coach to um, do some of that activity for us. Uh, most of our care managers, most of the people doing CCM are medical assistants, but no doubt that the health and wellness coach is able to do a lot more. And, um, and so we, we have been fortunate enough to be able to support her salary with chronic care management. I'll say um, CCM is, is profitable when medical assistants do it for us. 
and see, and when, when our health and wellness coach does it, uh, it's not really profitable. We kind of break even ish. Uh, if you don't count other overhead expenses. Um, but bottom line, um, it's, a, it's a valuable service. So we're happy to add the health and wellness coach to our team. Um, the other thing that we've got her doing is, um, is what we call, we call them health coach visits. Um, and you guys might, might be familiar with this concept, but basically it's, it would be like an in-office visit or it could be remote, but it's a traditional medical appointment except it's made with the health and wellness coach. The health and wellness coach is the one who spends most of the time with the patient. And our provider steps in for a couple minutes, uh, answers any medical issue, medical questions, and then steps out. So um, we can bill then under the provider. And this is a little bit of a gray area in the billing department side of things, but um, we found that you know, in, in consulting with our, our billing professional, we think that this is uh, completely uh, safe and, and appropriate uh, way to get a health and wellness coach covered. Uh, it's, it also is not ideal because it requires this kind of handoff and, and this synchronization of times. And uh, it can be a little bit inefficient use of everybody's time for the provider to pop in and pop out. Um, and, and if, if you have to block off time for the provider schedule, then you're kind of, uh, it becomes less financially feasible. Um, and there's some challenges too with health and wellness visits in that we find that people no show for them a lot, um, for whatever reason, um, patients don't seem to respect the uh, scheduled appointment with the health and wellness coach in our experience. And Recording in progress. I don't know why that's the case. There, I'm unmuted. Um, and I don't know why that's the case, um, that, we, that people don't wanna show up for their health and wellness visits. I mean, some do, some people are really motivated and will eagerly show up for multiple of these, but then just at a higher rate, we have a higher no-show rate. So that's been a challenge for us. Um, the other thing that I'm really, well, we, we have our health and wellness coach doing some remote physiologic monitoring, RPM which is, I see as kind of an extension of chronic care management, except you're supposed to have a technology, like a device, like a Apple iWatch or a uh, Fitbit or something uh -huh. like that. Uh, and health and wellness coach can manage a panel of patients uh, in, in, under the Medicare chronic care management CCM or under this remote Medicare remote physiologic monitoring and can bill for her time or his time under those regimes. Um, but the thing I'm probably most excited about is as we're poised to enter into a more value-based contract with Medicare in 2022 under what's called Medicare direct contracting. So in this setting, we really don't have to bill as much. We're, we're just getting paid sort of a budget for each patient and, and Medicare is saying, Here, here's what the patient typically costs. 
go forth and make them as healthy as you can. And if, if they cost less, great, you get to pocket it. And if they cost more, then you have to write us a check. So we're effectively being paid to keep a panel of people healthy. We're not being paid to look busy and, and have these credentials behind our name in order to be able to bill for activity. So in, in this new regime, I think we're poised to be able to hire more health and wellness coaches. It really comes down to, are they able to reduce cost? Are they able mm. to help people be healthy in the first place and not have those heart attacks and such? So that's what I think the future might be. The other thing that the future might be these new health and wellness coaching billing codes, which you guys have probably heard about that are like uh, phase three or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. Not, and they need to come to phase one in order to be billable kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, and who knows when those will go live. But so th that's kind of my brain dump on all the ways that we've found uh, for billing for health and wellness coaching. So type your questions into the chat box. But the first thing that comes to mind for me is, are you doing group visits at all? We have done them. Um, we're not doing them right now. We've run some, uh, we've run a uh, intensive uh, lifestyle uh, disease reversal program for a number of years and had some degree of success and it was exciting and, and it was a diabetes reversal program. And I actually had a dietitian helping us with that, but it could have been a health and wellness coach. Um, but right now we're not doing them um, just because we don't have any champion provider who wants to drive that forward. It's, it's a lot, of, it's a fair bit of work and we don't find it to be that lucrative. Hmm. Uh, can you pardon me? Ben? Sure, sorry, sure, man. sure, sure. I do. And then maybe, maybe Laura, you can ask the question. And yep. then uh, he can answer, and then whoever asked the question can maybe do a a, a live follow up if need be. Just wonderful, you know. great idea. Hey, there he is. He's back. Yay! So we've got hey, questions. Uh, yeah, we got questions. Okay. So this is a question coming in from Anne, and she says or asks: In your interactions with other medical providers, what reasons do they voice for not hiring a coach? Um, I don't think it's even on a lot of people's radar. Mm. Uh, like the other, I think about the other practices in our accountable care organization, which would be sort of our peer practices in our market. And the idea of hiring a health, health and wellness coach, I don't know if it's ever been mentioned. So I, I, not everybody knows health and wellness coaches are out there. And then most of them would put that in the category of, well, that's not what I get paid to do or how would I get paid to do it? Sure. So I'm sure I'm sure you would quickly get to the question of how 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 would I get paid? Anything you want to follow up on that with Anne that we didn't address? No, I was kind of you know wondering if they had any specific reasons because um, he did mention you know cost that it's really not cost effective for him to um, you know to, to hire a coach he's kind of breaking even and he's got a lifestyle practice so i was just wondering if other doctors felt the same that it was too expensive or it's kind of surprising to me that um they don't really know you know they don't even talk about it you know what a coach really does or how it would benefit them so i guess we really need to as coaches get out there more and mm -hmm. uh, make those benefits known yeah. thank you very much david Thank you, Anne. 
Okay, another question if you're ready, David. Sure. Okay, this is from Scott. And Scott asks, are video chat visits billable, which could perhaps make it easier for patients to attend the meeting or only in office visits? Well, I mean, telehealth is billable right now. Um, I don't know. I know. I know Medicare has made a commitment for the year 2021 to be all billable, and they might continue that indefinitely. Private insurers are still kind of in a limbo where they keep extending it, but they might stop uh, covering telehealth. But as far as, far as video, um, is that what you had in mind, Scott? That like telehealth visits, are they billable? And the answer is right now they are, I think, but that might not last forever. And then there might be some more barriers for health and wellness coaches doing it. Uh, and then when you say like a health and wellness coach doing a visit, doing a video chat, I don't think there's any billing codes for a health and wellness coach to bill for anything in t traditional fee for service wow. medicine. I shouldn't say anything. There's probably some, you know, smoking cessation, diabetes prevention programs, stuff like that, but not right. your typical office visits. Yeah, so, did I understand so, the question? Was that Scott who had asked that? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I was just wondering about that, you know, typical in-house, like in-office meeting that you said a lot of patients are like kind of not showing up for where there's more like no-shows than there would be for a regular visit, I guess. But, you know, if that's like a, uh, to avoid to kind of get around that, maybe to like, you know, just have that build the same way, but through the telehealth. Oh, if somebody doesn't show, then you could um, connect with them through telehealth and, and conduct the visit even, even though they didn't show up. And I think our health and wellness coach is already uh, working from home. Uh, exclusively so everything she does is is through video so i should have mentioned that uh, so when people don't show for a, a visit with her it's already a video visit and it's not like she can just pick up the uh, phone and connect and, and and get the visit going because she wasn't able to get it going in the first place wow thank you for that info <laughs> All right, and Valerie has a question, and actually, um, she's looking for confirmation and a thought. So she says, since using MCR for CCM billing, no billing then if not for Medicare eligible. Uh, what's MCR? Want to clarify, Valerie, what you're asking there? Medicare. Oh, since using Medicare for CCM billing. Oh, so if somebody's not Medicare eligible, can we still do CCM? And the answer is not unless the insurance pays for it. I mean, you could do it, but you're just doing voluntary counseling, uh, which is great. We're making the world a better place on your own dime. <laughs> okay. Okay, then. So really, the CCM is just for Medicare eligible, 65 and over. Is that classification? There, there are a few states that have a law that private insurers have to cover um, CCM. Okay. I happen to be in one of them, Delaware, but um, probably none of you are in Delaware. And I, check with your state. It's probably the minority of states that do that. Hmm. Nice. That's, yeah, that would be a, an important uh, thing to know. I, I'm curious really quickly, um, is there a difference in telehealth 
like a phone call versus a video call? Does it make any difference? Um, Medicare has been covering uh, the phone calls, um, but the private insurers have sort of let the phone calls go is my general understanding. Mm. Obviously with, with everything related to billing, it's a little more complicated than that. And some, some private insurers are maybe still covering it, but Medicare is basically continuing it because a lot of seniors seem to value that. Mm -hmm. oh, it seems like in the, in the era of uh, COVID that just doesn't seem to want to go away, um, it seems to me that it would be, yeah. would make sense that they would continue it. But, you know, again, they didn't ask either of us. <laughs> so what else you got, Laurie? All right. Tracy is asking, how can I, Tracy asks, how can I approach a doctor to work with them? What are the benefits for a doctor from a doctor's point of view? Well, you know, most doctors uh, are looking for stuff that's going to bring in revenue um, if it's not bringing in revenue, then, uh, it has to be pretty darn wonderful. Um, and that could be a challenge. So, I mean, documenting how you're so good at bringing in revenue, you could even bring in patients with you. I suppose if you had, let's say you built a large following on YouTube or something and, and, uh, or, or a private business that you have and mm -hmm. say, I want to work for you and I'll bring my thousand patients with me <laughs> and that's that's a value a, a valuable proposition to doctors in markets where they're kind of struggling for patients mm -hmm. which isn't that many markets that i'm aware of i mean but yeah definitely there's some people starting out or people transitioning in, into a different into a lifestyle medicine practice and e eager to start building up a patient panel and if, if you could partner together now another thing you could think about doing is uh trying to be like a office manager, a practice manager, kind of being more of a strategic person to come in and help. Because a lot of doctor's offices don't really have somebody who's doing that side of things, being wow. a, a practice manager. One of the practices I'm working with, her, uh, the I think the office manager is now, is, is a certified health and wellness coach who does half-time health and wellness coaching and half-time office management. Hmm. Um, so offering other services, um, yeah, personal relationships, the people, you know, wonderful. And this next question kind of ties in nicely to that. It's from Petra and she says ideas on how a coach could approach a medical practice for employment. Oh, yeah. kind of I, think similar. I, I think I covered that as best I could yep. already. Is All it, right. It sounds like it's really, it's really bottom line got to be about the money because of mm -hmm. all the pressure that you're under at this point. I, I would have thought, um, clearly I'm wrong, uh, that there would be something to be said for patient satisfaction, patient retention, but I guess the shoe is kind of on the other foot. Patients are darn lucky to have a primary care person at this point. Well, you know, a lot of pri private practitioners and a lot of health systems are not as focused on customer satisfaction, at least traditionally. Maybe they were getting better, but um, doctor's offices are not known for their customer satisfaction. Uh, you know, <laughs> that is so sad. This is probably not coming as, as breaking news to you guys. But, yeah, you know, you call I want it to be so, though. <laughs> you, don't get it a, you don't get a call back, and most of them don't care. Their revenue doesn't, they're full 
with patients. Their day is full seeing patients and you're, you know, you're not going to change that for them. Uh And the traditional model is it's all about the doctor and the, or the provider seeing patients. Um, It's not about uh, quality. It's not about the satisfaction. It's as long as I'm full, I'm get bringing in all the money I'm going to bring in. Anything extra that I bring in is get, is just expense for me. You know, so what I'm really hearing is, you know, for some, from somebody who's looking to join some practice someplace, making a case for your the value you can bring as a health coach, growing that awareness of what a health coach does. And then, like you said, I thought it was so clever. I hadn't really thought about that. But, you know, multitasking, what other role could you fulfill for that practice that would make you more valuable? Growth. Yeah, I mean, so if you could if you could promise, hey, I've got these ideas around growth and this track record that I've done in whatever organizations, uh, I can bring in more patients and you can hire more physician assistants. And I, I have this experience hiring mm-hmm. physician assistants or whatever. Uh, that would be an option. It, it's, it's not, how are you going to get that experience? It's hard to say, but it, you could kind of inch, inch into it by working in different projects elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, Jill here has a really great question about invoicing and she asks, is it possible to invoice a doctor and let them bill insurance rather than work directly for them? Yeah, so like you, you've got a private practice going. Um, like, what do you met me have in mind, Jill? I was thinking, rather than being employed by the physician's office, you are you. The doctor refers patients to the health coach. The health coach sees them in whatever capacity they do that, and then you, the health coach, invoices whatever they charge per visit, while you bill whatever you want to bill. <laughs> And make as much as you can, but the health coach has a set fee for each visit. So that, that's a good idea. I think that's how most psychologists work is they, um, they, they sort of privately bill the patient and they give a percentage to the provider who's employing them or isn't really employing them, who, whose office they work in. And they're effectively sort of leasing space and leasing the referral um, source uh, but in the case of health coaching is a little different because you can't really bill insurance. So you're billing the, the patient, right? So uh, in that case, uh, yeah, you're working in a doctor's office, you're, you're billing the patient $80 and you're giving the doctor $30 or something like that. I think the going rate for uh, psychologists is like 30% of what they bill. They give to the doctor's office if they work in a doctor's or a psychiatrist's office. Um, so giving 30% of what you bill, although you might bill a little less, cause I think a typical, um, visit for a psychologist is like 120 bucks or something like that for an hour. Mm-hmm. So if you're billing, I don't know if you're billing hundred, $120 an hour, or maybe close to that. So you could give 30, 40% to the pri- primary care practice. So sure. If you have a busy practice and want to get it a little busier, busy enough practice and you want to get it busier with the referral base from the doctor's office. I would just say, be careful because again, um, I've always been surprised the degree to which patients aren't as eager as they should be to see a health coach and uh, a health and wellness coach. Cause there's so much to offer it, it, and they so desperately need that service. 
And, and it doesn't seem to matter how much I try to sell it. So maybe you guys can counsel me on how to sell <laughs> health and wellness coaches effectively because the one we have now is not, full, is not fully getting engaged with, with their health coach visits anyway. Hmm. But, but the, best, the best thing is really when she's managing a panel of patients and she's doing CCM because then she's, that's kind of pretty, I would think pretty satisfactory activity for you guys um, if you ever get the opportunity to do that kind of activity because now you've got a panel you're being strategic, you're, you're kind of being a little more, uh, more targeted, targeted little micro coaching. Mm. Let me pick up the phone and call some. And when it's CCM, it's kind of building blocks of 20 minutes. So you're trying to keep, uh, trying to keep the 20 minutes. We're trying to get to the 20 minute mark and you're, uh, so it's a convenient amount of time where you, you hopefully have time to, once you've gotten to know a patient, you can set a, a smart goal or two and follow a couple of things up in the course of a 20 minute visit. So, um, so I do like that. And, and it's a way of getting, getting you and patients seem to be more receptive to that rather than let me come in for a visit with the health coach. Well, thank you. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, Lee asks, I'm interested to hear your insight on how a health coaching partnership could look in a physical therapy practice. That's a great question. You know, so physical therapy, let me tell you something. My personal experience, um, physical therapy, uh, it depends on the physical therapy group, but a lot of them are, are not very um, rigorous or structured about how they recommend practices. They'll, they'll say, oh, here's, let's, let's do some exercises. And here's a, here's a sheet of paper with some exercises on it, which might be different than the ones you just did in their office. And then when you come back, there's not any follow-up of, well, did you do any of these exercises? Or, there might be a little, but not much. And, and then we'll go and do some, something entirely different. And here's, here's some new handouts. And so it's, it's not like, it's not um, the way like a smart goal would work. So I think physical therapy would really benefit from a, health and wellness coach and that whole mentality. So I think that's a great idea. Hmm. I think that there's potential for all sorts of uh, synergy between what you guys do and what a physical therapist do, does. And I love, I love that idea of you guys stepping in, doing some combination of coaching and, and getting eventually into the management. Um, hmm. Anything yeah. you want to follow up with Lee? I did have a follow-up, but I wanted to make sure it was okay to speak. Sure. <laughs> okay. Sure. Um, so the reason I asked this is because I currently have a partnership with a physical therapy place and we've had it for about a year and it works like a cost share. So like we have kind of this package set up where they can get a free consultation under a wellness membership that they have. So they, you know, when they sign up for a membership, they can get a massage, um, I think cryotherapy and then a free consultation from a health coach. So the several people have done the free consultations and a handful of people have signed up for a six session coaching package. Um, but it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of like integration, if that makes oh. sense. So like every now and then um, <clears throat> someone will sign up for you know consultation and then kind of go through um, and follow through to do a three month coaching package. But it just seems like there's this gap between like, I know that there are patients in there and clients in there that are like complaining to their PT about 
if I could just lose 10 pounds, I know my knees would feel better, like things like that, or like stress. And those are like opportune moments, I feel like for a coach to be able to integrate that type of um, practice into there. I just don't know how, because I feel like PT sometimes there's so much they have to do. So I don't know how to like marry the two so that it seems more like a fluid process. Um, and so then it's more beneficial to the PT practice because people are obviously, their joints are feeling better. There's less pain and they're improving their overall health. Um, and, and like connecting that to the coaching piece. So I just didn't know what insight you would have. Cause it's like the, they're very open to like wellness at this PT place. And they're, we've had the partnership for a while. I just feel like there's this gap of potential that could yeah. be there. I, I, I can see what you're saying and some tighter integration. Um, you, you shadow them for a short period, they shadow you and you guys find ways of working more closely together. Um, yeah. Again, you guys have this skill set that a lot of people don't have and really should have and have never been trained in effectively. And that includes primary care physicians, specialists, that includes physical therapy. Um, and, and so I really like the idea of you guys finding clever ways of getting that wisdom into practice in a variety of settings. But uh, Lee, I'm not sure exactly what's, what's the exact path forward to, but I would encourage you to um, kind of make your voice heard and rat rattle the cage a little bit so that, <laughs> so that things don't just keep going. Cause this, this is the default is things just keep going in sort of this ineffective manner. Mm -hmm. um, right. so you, you, you have a better vision for things and, and you just make it happen over time, I guess. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I would say one client out of there a month is like signing up for a package, which is better than none. Um, but I can just see the potential and I'm like, oh, like, I just wish that there was some way the PTs and the health coaching and all the other complementary pieces of the wellness practice they have could be more profitable for them and better for the patients. So yeah, I, I love any and all ideas, because I've just been like circling around this forever, trying well, to I, figure it out. I love what Dave just said about shadowing. So you could say to them, here's an opportunity yeah. for, you know, you, you told this patient to jump. I can follow up with that patient and, you know, help them be accountable to jumping, you know, and then they can shadow you and understand, oh, that's what a health coach does because right. you know, people just don't know. I, I think, right. yeah, I think, well, I think we already knew Dave is brilliant, but. Uh, <laughs> You're shadowing. Great my, idea. My, yeah. my door would be shadowing, I think, probably. Yeah. Maybe if PTs were a little more confident about what health coaching is, then they'd be more likely to talk about that with their patients as yeah. well. Integrate a visit. So it's this and that. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, get <laughs> yeah. And I see another kind of integrative related question coming up from Audrey, who asks, what would a health coach, what would a health coach and chiropractic practice look like? Um, so similar vein, mm -hmm. um, anything you want to add to what we've already discussed, Dave, anything that comes up for you? Well, you know, and chiropractors are, are a very heterogeneous bunch of folks. So some of them have more of a lifestyle focus and some of them have less. Um, 
So I think it really depends on the, the practice, but some of them look a lot more like physical therapy. Some of them look, uh, are doing a lot more integrative stuff. Um, but again, inserting yourself, cause you guys have that unique, I would call it a unique skill that, that nobody has really been, else has been trained in is behavior change and, uh, you know, and, and uh, all the motivational interviewing techniques and, and smart goal setting and uh, all that stuff. So, um, you know, again, just pretty, just about anybody who's in healthcare besides health coaches is not doing it right in general, <laughs> right? That's a far reaching statement, but I think it's reasonably true. So generically, there's just an opportunity for you guys to share your wisdom of, of, that there's a better way to, to be doing um, counseling. The challenge is they don't care because they're getting paid. So unless you can mm -hmm. figure out a way that they could get paid more, um, then uh, it's, it's going to be, you're really going to have to appeal to their sense of just being the best provider they can. But mm -hmm. that's a harder argument to win. How does that sound to you, Audrey? Anything you want to add to that? Um, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, pretty much I found that the chiropractor that I used to service in the past, that he was, you know, a very holistic approach. And so he would be someone, we don't live in the same area now, but he would be someone that I know if I would approach, he would be open to the idea. So I was just wondering what, you know, other chiropractors, if they had the same open-minded to a more holistic approach in terms of including health and wellness. Because he did have massage there also. He had massage and um, he had classes. He was giving classes. So that was just something I was thinking of. But thank you. Right. Thank you. And uh, Felicia has, oh, let's see. We've got to admit Dave must have left and came back. Let's get the, let's get, here we go. Um, question um, from Felicia. And she asks, do you have any recommendations for presenting CCM and RPM programs to providers and practices? Um, any advice for how to do CCM and RPM? Oh, so how can you guys bring the idea of CCM and RPM to uh, practices? Mm -hmm. And apologies, I'm, um, I'm getting, uh, I, I switched to my phone so that I could get because I got to get cross town in a short time. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a good question. So that is a big win for pr practices is to do the CCM thing. Um, so I would say absolutely uh, talking about how there's the CCM is a big win win. Um, you, you can get paid to do CCM. Um, you if you're not you could you, you and this is maybe a, an opportunity kind of a foot in the door opportunity is that, oh, you're not doing CCM. Are you kidding? Because uh, there's real revenue to be made on CCM. It's not a gold mine of revenue. And especially if health and wellness, if your team is all health and wellness coaches, but maybe if you're leading a team of people that's, um, that's you know, medical assistants, uh, then, then yeah, it could be profitable. Again, that's kind of a big lift to say, to, to bring up a whole operation of CCM in an office when you haven't done any of it, but it's not, it's not, and then again, it's not that complicated. So 
maybe if you could kind of get a little bit versed in CCM, try to find an opportunity to sit with somebody who's doing it just to learn some of the ins and outs. And yeah, that, and, and then have that argument with uh, providers to say, if you're not doing CCM, you're leaving money on the table. Great, thank yeah, you. Nice. How does that sound, Felicia? Yeah, no, that sounds uh, really good. I appreciate the advice. Um, I guess I'm wondering if you have any insight on kind of what the hesitancy is, because I've had meetings with providers, I've been doing CCM and, you know, just kind of trying to branch it out and bring it to the attention of more providers. And I get um, many providers who just have this hesitancy to kind of move forward. And it is such a great opportunity for them and their patients. And just wondering from a provider's perspective, um, if you have any insight on why some are, are not so willing to kind of move forward with those programs? That's a good question. I mean, it, if, if they've got a panel of Medicare patients, then there's not really a downside. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a no brainer. Uh, I think it's just a new skill set that um, again, most doctors are kind of full. They're over sort of overburdened with work and they don't want to take another thing on, especially if it's going to be marginally beneficial financially, um, which I would say CCM basically is. The, the way that it, it gets to be sort of lucrative is if you really jump into it with both feet and uh, and because really it's a way of getting built, being able to bill for all the um, back, back end work that you're doing for patients. Mm -hmm. Um, so this, this is one of the arguments you can make about CCM is um, if you don't do CCM, then you're only getting paid for time that your butt is sitting in that uh, exam room seeing patients. If you do CCM, then you're getting paid for all that clerical work and uh, leg work and whatever degree of coaching that you're doing for your patients, you actually get paid for that. So it's a win-win because you're getting, you're getting paid for work you're already doing. You get to do more work that you weren't already doing that's more value-adding, uh, and you, you can get paid for it. Awesome. Well, you know, Dave, Thank I, you. I, I feel yeah. like we, we are uh, – I mean, you, you are doing an awesome job of multitasking, but I'm wondering if we could maybe have <laughs> you back. <laughs> and, and, now, and now you're ready to rob a bank. Um, I wonder if we could have you back maybe in a – a couple months after people have the opportunity to potentially re-listen to this and formulate some more questions to, to kind of yeah. keep the conversation going. I'm happy to meet again. Um, and I'm sorry that I've gotten summoned to this. That's all right. Uh, I, I'm totally impressed <laughs> with your ability to multitask. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on for a couple more questions if you got them. Okay. All right. Keep going. Okay. All right. We got one here. Um, Tracy, are doctors, uh, are doctors allowed to receive payment from a health coach for referrals? And would the doctor be interested in patients getting well um, to the point earlier that doctors are always busy and therefore constant revenue stream? So are could, could doctors get paid 
like in other words, so that the doctor pays, uh, sorry, the health coach pays the doctor to give them referrals. Tracy, would you want to clarify what you're asking just to make sure we're on the same page? Sure. So I, I realize that do doctors don't don't want to give away their business, so to speak. So for, for getting someone well in the long term, if I were to charge the, the client on my part, the client and their patient, then I, I could pay the doctor that 30% is what I'm asking. You mentioned 30% of my fee goes to the doctor would be an idea. So let's say I charged, you know, $99. So I, I give them $33 for every client he gives to me or every patient he gives to me as client. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think that works. I mean, that's how psychologists work. Um, I don't know if there's any ins and outs to that. Like, that's only if it's in person or something like that. There are these anti-kickback laws. Like, you're not allowed to pay, pay someone to refer to you. So there might. So I, I would do a little research into that to make sure that you're. It's called the Stark Laws, if you're familiar with it. S T A R K, I believe. Um, so you just want to make sure you don't run afoul of that. But, uh, but other than that, um, again, that's how psychologists tend to do it frequently. So um, I, 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 I got to figure there's a way of making it happen. Hmm. Thank you. needs to be some follow-up. I would think on the coach's part, feeding information back to the doc. So it's a loop, not just a handoff. But yeah, Stark Laws. Could I just add one more? My last, my question that's further down is, so what I heard you saying is basically, could we present CCM as passive income? In other words, I'll be in your office on these days. <clears throat> if you have a, uh, a chronic care person and you want them to see a health coach so that they can get better and make some progress, if I'm sitting in their office, they can build a CCM and maybe give me some kind of hourly yeah, because um, with CCM, you can bring in about $40, $40 per patient per 20 minutes. So um, if you were really efficient, you know, in theory, I mean, you could pull in $120 an hour. And that's plenty of money to pay a pretty nice salary for a health and wellness coach. Uh, typically, you're not that full you're not quite that efficient it's it's hard to have every single minute uh of every hour of the day billable um but yeah so you 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 could you could make that happen absolutely in fact there's third-party companies that do ccm they're kind of just drop in as a service for the, the the doctor's office and they just get permission to uh, query the electronic health record system and they do some counseling. It's like a black box and they give a check to the provider. Um, and uh, they take, you know, a sum for themselves. Sure. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, I'm going to quick throw in Jessica Matthews, very positive encouraging comment. She says, sadly, the billing folks in our academic health system has pushed back on CCM specifically for our health coaches, all of whom are NBCHWCs. We're not giving up as we haven't for all of our health coaching endeavors over the last few years and are excitingly, and excitingly, we've had some good successes. 
but just wanted to share my experience with CCM and coaching and offer encouragement for others to say, don't give up if you receive a no at first. It takes time to build great things and make meaningful change. So I Yay, think that's Jessica. Yeah, I think it's an awesome <laughs> thing to hear. Yeah. Um, there's, it is a similar question regarding chiropractic um, relationships and physical therapy relationships. I'm going to just go into the next one we haven't really looked at. And oh, that was the last one. So, okay, I'll, we do have time. So Paula asks, which I think we might have addressed, what about offering to coach the physicians, chiropractors or physical therapists? Oh, I read that differently. Interesting. So what about offering to coach the physicians, chiropractors or physical therapists? This would allow the doctors, etc., to really understand what a coach does and could actually see or feel the benefit. I mean, I love that idea because, again, you guys have so much to offer. The only challenge there is probably the only thing doctors value more than uh, incoming revenue is their time. Yeah. And they're, they're not going to lightly volunteer to be uh, to spend a half hour getting coached uh, on anything. Unless, for whatever reason, you bring in lunch. So if you want to... <laughs> lunch and a t-shirt. That does it all yeah, every time. A and a puppy. <laughs> Don't forget the puppy. <laughs> so, I mean, in all seriousness, if, if you do want to bring in lunch, that is for a lot of offices, that's an avenue. And, and the idea of getting lunch uh, used to be drug reps were driving that, but now it's become a little bit taboo to have drug reps in your office. Mm -hmm. So a lot of offices take lunch, uh, but would like to take more lunch like they used to, but now they don't do it hardly a, it's only physical therapy groups who come in occasionally and give lunch. So there would be an opportunity there, but you'd have to pay money, of course. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, it's all, yeah. Yeah. Dangle a sandwich and they may, they may come. Yeah. yeah. Audrey, Audrey mentions a lunch and learn and yet they can be awesome opportunities. So that's an excellent yeah. idea. Awesome. And that's the last of our questions right now, awesome. unless anybody else wants to add one more. Well, I, I, I would uh, propose that we let Dave drive because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I always worry about talking to people while they're driving a car. You know, I, I don't want to be a part of anything. Um, I'm so sorry, guys, that I got called into this. It's okay. It, it, it's all right. It's, it's all good. You know, such as, such as life for a busy doctor. I so appreciate you coming and, you know, giving us your time and your you know, all the wonderful things you've said about uh, health coaches, I think that does, uh, well, I can, I'll, I'll just speak for everyone. I think that does everyone's heart good to know that you value um, what, we, what we do. So thank you, thank you, thank well, you so much for that. It's been my pleasure. I mean, I, I've really enjoyed it. You guys are uh, ask terrific questions and you've got me kind of thinking about some other ways we try to engage more health coaching. Um, and, and health and wellness coaches. Uh, so many thanks to you for, for the stimulating ideas. And I, I would be happy to do it another time. And I don't always get, I don't always have to do this. So, um, so I probably normally just take the visits from, right from my office. Okay. Well, it's all good. We all bob and weave, skip and jump as need be. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks everybody for being here. I have Thank recorded you. this and we will uh, we'll post it and we'll schedule another 
talk with uh, the very awesome Dr. Dave Donahue. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank you for your time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, you've been listening to the State of Wellness Podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you'll be notified of future episodes. And in the meantime, please check out stateofwellness.org website or my website, michaelaconley.com, or follow me on Instagram or Twitter at michaelaconley. Thanks so much for being here. See you next time.